We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Wire. New England sending QB Jimmy Garoppolo to 49ers. We believe we found the right guy. Garoppolo, quick pass, caught by Kittle. He dives, and he's in. Touchdown, 49ers. Kittle is going to go. Touchdown. What is up, folks? Welcome to another episode of Striking Gold, your 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Network. My name is Rob Lauder. I cover the 49ers for NinersNation.com. I am filling in for the Kevin Jones today, Blue Wire CEO and founder of the Striking Gold podcast. Uh, he's got a day locked up with all kinds of Blue Wire stuff, so he asked me to fill in for him. And I am coming to you live from Kasner Intermediate, where I teach middle school art in Fresno, California. I've tucked myself off into a corner of the classroom, so hopefully you don't hear any of the wild lunch stuff going on outside, announcements, people getting called to the front office. Uh, kids running around all doing that sort of thing. So hopefully all that's too far gone to be heard by you guys because I got a quick little pod coming to you um, right the day after the 49ers topped the Arizona Cardinals on Thursday night football. It wasn't nearly the shoe-in that I think a lot of people expected it to be. The Cardinals were 3-4-1 and one heading into this game. The 49ers, of course, were 7-0. and oh. So I think a lot of NFL media felt like, given how well the 49ers had played and how they steamrolled the Panthers the week prior, I think a lot of people thought the 49ers uh, were going to be in for another easy win here. Uh, But as anyone knows, divisional rounds, divisional matchups, say rounds, divisional matchups are rarely like that. Um, Doesn't really matter how bad a team is. uh, They're usually pretty competitive in some weird ways. So 
before I get into the 49ers win and, and kind of everything we can talk about and glean from it, there is some unfortunate news that I have to uh, at least break to you on the pod. Most of you that are listening have, have probably already heard it, um, but the 49ers lost linebacker Quan Alexander for the season yesterday. He tore uh, a he tore his pectoral muscle, his chest, and he is out for the season. It's a big blow. It's a big deal. Uh, Quan Alexander is one of the better coverage linebackers in the league. He's very fast. Uh, he was a leader for that defense. That was, I mean, at the very least up until last night, firing on all cylinders. Uh, Quan Alexander is a tone setter. It, he just, you know, he's definitely, he was definitely one of the driving forces behind that defense. Uh, he's a very mature player. Uh, a lot of the players looked up to him. You know, that's that's a big loss for the defense, and there's already tons of support for Alexander coming out from his fellow 49ers players on Twitter. Um, it's just, it's a, it's a huge loss for a 49ers team that has been taking it in the chin all season with injuries. So that will bring up, uh, undoubtedly bring up Dre Greenlaw, the 49ers rookie that they selected in the fifth round of this year's draft. And he was already seeing some starting action um, as the team's Sam linebacker and base downs. So I am assuming that he is going to move to uh, Alexander's spot and will as the will linebacker next to Fred Warner. So the, the 49ers are again asking a rookie to do a lot, which it seems like they've been doing frequently over the past few seasons. And if I had to guess, uh, Elijah Lee, who saw a lot of starting action last year, uh, will likely step in. Uh, for Greenlaw's spot as the Sam linebacker on base downs. So it's all over the place. Uh, there's still a lot to be determined uh, and on who's going to go where based on that injury. But what, what is clear is that it's a huge loss, especially for a defense that was among the best in the NFL so far this season. Now, with that being said, another injury, and this one doesn't seem to be nearly as serious, is to none other than George Kittle on the first play of the game yesterday. Kittle was, I want to say he was motioning left in the backfield um, to get a block, and or it, it, he was moving left. I don't know if he was pulling. I know, I know he was moving left, and Cardinals linebacker Chandler Jones uh, was fighting off a block, and he fell down, and his helmet went right into George Kittle's knee. And George Kittle seemed like he kind of hyperextended his knee a little bit because as the, the helmet was impacting his knee, his knee kind of bent back or excuse me, uh, the knee kind of went back while the uh, the foot was planted. So he also underwent an MRI, um, one that Shanahan was much more optimistic about. He said that he expects to have Kittle back um, next week. I'm assuming the 49ers are going to get some time off before they have to begin practice preparing for the Seattle Seahawks, who they face uh, next week on Monday Night Football. So they get about 10 days uh, of rest. So it's not a bye week, but it's like a bye week in the fact that they get so much time off. So um, I am kind of checking Twitter right now just to make sure that nothing has come out about Kittle's MRI that I don't want to be able to miss and give and not give to you guys. So um, Warren Sharp had just tweeted that Quan Alexander ranked number two of 75 linebackers in passer rating allowed um, through the season. So 
you know, that's like we were saying earlier, that's a big loss. But nothing new on Kittle that I can see so far. I know Shanahan was optimistic about that. So hopefully that's the case. Um, I mean, it, it obviously is a good thing that Kittle was able to, uh, he came off, uh, came onto the sidelines for that entire first drive. And then he was able to come back in and have a huge impact in the game. Uh, he did end up stepping out of the game for what was the 49ers' final drive, which doesn't necessarily mean the injury is serious, but obviously it was ailing him enough to where he didn't want to be on the field for the drive and which ended up sealing the game and sealing the win for the 49ers. So that was that was interesting, uh, to say the least. So we're, we're kind of waiting to see, hear more on Kittle's injury. It was uh, It was just a crazy game. It was a crazy game. So the 49ers are, are coming off, uh, you know, obviously they lost Alexander, and they're coming off a win that you can tell a lot of the team was not happy about. Uh, Richard Sherman was pretty pretty mad after the game. You could tell he was just very disappointed in what the defense put together. Uh, to kind of sum that up for you, the Cardinals averaged 6.7 yards per carry on the ground. Kenyon Drake, who just joined the team this week, or, excuse me, about a week and a half ago, uh, was able to rattle off 15 carries for 110 yards, and he averaged 7.3 yards per carry, which is not something the 49ers are used to giving up. Uh, you know, they, they did a much better job against Christian McCaffrey the week prior. He busted off a couple big plays, too. But um, the, the Cardinals' backfield as a whole averaged 6.7 yards per carry. Kyler Murray, a rookie, taking number, number one overall right before Nick Bosa. He completed 17 of 24 for 70%. That's 241 yards and two touchdowns. So the 49ers had held, I believe it was two or three, maybe four games in a row, where they held quarterbacks to less than 100 yards passing. And Kyler Murray surpassed that by a lot. Um, he also, towards the end of the game, found Andy Isabella coming across the field. Emmanuel Mosley tried to pick it off but ended up missing the ball. Uh, Isabella caught it and took it 88 yards for a touchdown. So that obviously inflates those numbers quite a bit. But it's a play. It's it's not like it's a it should be excluded. Uh, it was a play that Murray and Isabella made. So Sherman was obviously upset about that performance, um, which they should be. You know, if, if given the standard that they've established as a defense uh, last night against a pretty mediocre Cardinals offense, obviously, you know, Kyler Murray poses a big threat. Cliff Kingsbury's offense can pose a big threat. But they hadn't been great so far this season. They only scored nine points against the Saints the week prior. So, uh, as Richard Sherman said, said, it wasn't really a championship effort from the 49ers defense. And, and they realized that. And, and maybe it's a good game for them uh, to kind of focus them, keep them humble. You know, if a 3-5-1 and one Cardinals team can go give you a run for your money. Um, like I said, division games are always weird. But, you know, maybe that's a good thing for the 49ers defense to endure so they could they could make some changes outside of the Alexander injury, of course. Um, now, I think with that being said, I can start returning to maybe some positive news, uh, you know, because there was a lot of good things that happened in this game. Uh, but before I do that, I want to give a shout out to our Blue Wire slash Striking Gold sponsors, First in the tank is Harry's razors. Okay, humans have been shaving for thousands of years, and the secret to a great shave hasn't changed much. The ancient Greeks didn't need flex balls or heated handles, and neither do you. That's why Harry's doesn't overcharge you to add gimmicky features to their razors. They focus on delivering what actually matters: sharp, durable blades at a fair price. 
I love Harry's because it gives me a close shade. Easy glide, low price, all the stuff you need. Do us a favor and check out harrys.com backslash blue wire for your free trial today. Why use Harry's? It's a return to the essential. Quality, durable blades at a fair price, just $2 a blade. Harry's is just super convenient. Blade refills are delivered directly to your door on your schedule with or without a subscription. And there's no risk, no risk to you for trying them out. If you don't love your shave, let them know. They'll give you a full refund. It's like a no-brainer. Listeners of Striking Gold can redeem their Harry's trial set at harrys.com backslash blue wire. You'll get, with a subscription, a weighted ergonomic handle for a firm grip, five-blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, rich shave gel with aloe to keep your skin hydrated, and a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy to grab on the go. Check out harrys.com backslash blue wire to start shaving better today. Okay, And in addition to Harry's, we have ShipStation, longtime sponsor of Blue Wire and the Striking Gold podcast. Now that Halloween is in the review mirror, the holiday rush is coming. And you'll sell, and if you sell stuff online, you better get ready with ShipStation. With more people buying online than ever before, you have to be able to ship orders out quickly, efficiently, and affordably. But how do you keep track of all those orders? Or decide which shipping carrier to use? Or if you're getting the best rates? Luckily, ShipStation can help. With just a few clicks, you'll be managing orders, printing labels, and getting those products out the door and delivered in time for the holidays. No matter what you're selling or where you're selling them, Amazon, Etsy, your own website, ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface, making them really easy to manage from any device, even your phone. ShipStation works with all the major carriers, including USPS, FedEx, and UPS, so you can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customers. They even offer big discounts on shipping costs. Now any business can access the same postage discounts that are usually reserved for large Fortune 500 companies. You'll always know you're getting the best deal. No wonder ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates. Just use my offer code blue that's b-l-u-e blue to get a 60-day free trial that's 60 days two months just visit shipstation.com click on the microphone at the top of the page and type in blue that's shipstation.com enter offer code blue shipstation make ship happen okay so we're moving on to more 49ers news more little recap of of the 49ers 8-0 start to the season. Probably the biggest takeaway, positive takeaway, that we can get from yesterday's game is Jimmy freaking Garoppolo. One of the narratives leading up to this game and kind of building up throughout the season was that Jimmy Garoppolo was really nothing more than a game manager, which I've never really felt was an insult. It just means you're, you're guiding the team to a win, or at least that's what I've always taken in it. But he crushed that last night. If that was your thoughts on Jimmy Garoppolo, there was no way that you could watch last night's game and think that Jimmy Garoppolo is a game manager and just kind of does only what is necessary to win because he was the reason the 49ers were able to win last night. The 49ers run game, who was outstanding last week against the Panthers, averaging over six yards a carry, I believe. They only averaged 3.3 against the Cardinals. You can tell that was the Cardinals' focus against the 49ers, stopping the run, and they did. Matt Breida carried the ball 15 times for 78 yards, which is still a great stat line. 
5.2 yards per carry. But the 49ers never scored on the ground. And Tevin Coleman only averaged 1.9 yards, who went off last week. So the, four, the, the Cardinals did a fantastic job of stifling the 49ers' run game, which put the pressure on Jimmy Garoppolo. I can guarantee you the Cardinals were basically saying, all right, if the 49ers are going to beat us, they're going to beat us with Jimmy Garoppolo. And Jimmy Garoppolo beat them. <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo completed 28 of 37 passes. That's 75%. For 317 yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions, and a quarterback rating of 136.9. 156 point something is perfect, I believe. Uh, zero turnovers for Jimmy. He averaged 8.6 yards per pass, and he was outstanding. If there was anybody out there that doubted or that questioned the reason John Lynch went out and got Emmanuel Sanders, that was also crushed because Jimmy and Emmanuel were putting it on display. Jimmy targeted Sanders nine times, and, and they completed a pass on seven of those for 112 yards and a touchdown. And some of these plays were plays that were so well timed and orchestrated uh, that you would think that you would think that the two had been together all year. It was so impressive what they were doing. There was one play on I believe third and four where Emmanuel Sanders was the number two receiver, and he ran like a he ran an out route in which he had to kind of work off the line of scrimmage. He was working against Patrick Peterson all uh, most of the game, uh, who he owned by the way. But, you know, we'll keep going. And he ran like a 12, I want to say 12 to 15, 10 to 12, like an out route. Jimmy Garoppolo was on the far hash. And Jimmy Garoppolo threw this ball before Sanders had even started his break. He threw it exactly where it needed to be. Sanders turned his head. The ball just landed right in his lap. Patrick Peterson didn't even know the ball had got there yet. He only knew because Sanders turned his head back upfield and started running towards the sideline. It was right along the sideline. Um, it was just one of the the best timing throws I've ever seen. Not necessarily the most impressive throw. Like, it wasn't a deep ball way downfield, but you have to see this play. It was just as beautiful as it gets. It was like football poetry. So, that was impressive. It was just, it was impressive. And... The 49ers went from possibly overpaying for Sanders, who's in the last year of his contract, to underpaying slash, of course, you would make this trade because Sanders looks outstanding. Uh, he looks like not necessarily your prototypical number one receiver, but he's for darn sure the number one receiver in this offense. And there was another play where Jimmy Garoppolo avoided pressure and kind of just backed off and threw this perfect pass into the end zone to Debo Samuel, and he dropped it. It wasn't a hard catch whatsoever. There wasn't a defender within like three yards of him, and he dropped it. And I couldn't help but think, this is why they traded for Emmanuel Sanders, a reliable veteran that doesn't drop passes. The 49ers ended up scoring on that same drive. They got lucky because they went for it on fourth down. The run got stuffed, but Kingsbury had called a timeout before the snap, and... The 49ers got another shot, and they called, uh, kind of Emmanuel Sanders ran. They were on the one-yard line, and Emmanuel Sanders kind of just ran a little route right there in the flat just inside the end zone, and Jimmy Garoppolo hit him for the touchdown, and that was on. That was just a few plays after Samuel had dropped that ball. So it was 
you know, it's just a quick little microcosm of why the 49ers felt like they needed to make a move for a veteran that they can rely on during situations like that. A guy that they know if the ball is there, he's going to catch it, he's reliable. And that's what Sanders has been so far. He's been so impressive. And going against Patrick Peterson basically the entire game, he ate all game. He averaged 16 yards a catch. It was impressive. He looked really good. And a lot of those came on third down. Uh, another thing, a little hat tip towards Jimmy G. Three of his touchdowns came on third down, and one of them, that one I was just describing with Sanders, came on fourth down. So he was lights out. Jimmy Garoppolo was so good. Uh, Kittle had a great game despite the knee injury. Probably going to win the angry run award angry ang- angry run award that the NFL guys on Good Morning Football give out. Because uh, on one play, and Buda Baker, Cardinals defensive back, had gotten the better of Kittle a couple times. Um, one was on a deep pass down the right sideline, and, and Baker got there just in time to knock it out of Kittle's hands. Another one was on a third down play. They lined Kittle up out wide. He ran a slant and kind of boxed Buddha out. But right as the ball got there, Baker was able to get his hand around and knock it away. So uh, Buddha Baker had gotten a couple of plays on George Kittle. But then on, I want to say it was the 30-yard line, Kittle ran a kind of like a, just another slant this time from the right side, and he basically shoved Baker out of the way to start the route, kind of used a little bit of footwork, a little bit of physicality at the line to kind of just basically shove Buddha out of the way. He caught the pass, took it across the field, uh, made, I believe, another safety miss, and then Baker kind of by that time had worked his way uh, following Kittle and met Kittle at about the five-yard line, six-yard line. Kittle just chucks him to the ground, very similar to what Juszczyk did to Minka Fitzpatrick against the Steelers. Just chucks him to the ground and then dives into the end zone or runs into the end zone, I can't remember. But it was just such an impressive play. Like I said, keep an eye, on, keep an eye out on that play for uh, Good Morning Football's uh, angry run of the week because that was angry. But we still have a lot of football left this weekend, so we'll see. Um, but Kittle was great despite the knee injury. He caught six kicks catches on eight targets for 79 yards. Basically, every time Jimmy Garoppolo went to George Kittle, after those first two incompletions where Baker was in coverage, he was good to go. Uh, his long was 13.2, or excuse me, he averaged 13.2 yards per catch, and his long was 30 yards on that touchdown. So, impressive game for Kittle. Hopefully, by the time this podcast comes out, They've gotten good news on Kittle, and he's not going to miss any significant time with that knee injury. Um, but we'll see. You know how that goes. Um, it's going to get interesting from here on out because the 49ers' schedule is not easy. Okay, then their next game is against the six and two Seattle, I believe, Seattle Seahawks at Levi Stadium on Monday Night Football. That game is going to be popping. It is going to be nuts, and in a good way. I don't. I, the 49ers are playing so well. I don't think you're going to have a huge contingent of Seahawks fans uh, in the crowd. I think it's going to be a lot of pumped up Niner fans, knowing the Seahawks are there, who hold the one. You know, the, they're the second loudest stadium in the NFL. So I know the 49ers are going to try and return the favor. Excuse me, the, the faithful, the 49ers fans are going to try and return the favor with some crowd noise. So that's interesting. And then the 49ers get the Cardinals again the following Sunday. Um, and and you know, that matchup gets a lot more interesting now that the Cardinals were very game against the 49ers on Thursday. So the 49ers are going Seahawks at home, Cardinals at home, Green Bay at home, 
which that you know that's nice. Green Bay's on fire as well, so that that's going to be a good game. Then they have the Ravens, Saints, Falcons aren't playing very very well. Then they get the Rams, and then they get Seahawks again. So the the back half of the 49ers schedule is is impressive, and we are going to know a lot about this team as we start creeping there towards down towards the season's end, just because they face so many quality teams, so many play, teams that are in playoff contention in the Seahawks, Packers, Ravens, Saints. Rams, so it's going to be interesting. Uh, they've been good so far, but you know that that defensive performance against the Cardinals last night on Thursday that you know that kind of throws a wrench into the mix. There, the 49ers aren't quite as invulnerable as they looked against, say, the the Panthers. But at the same time, um, Jimmy Garoppolo got his rep up. The dude was so impressive, and he was so clean, and he didn't turn the ball over. It was one of the best games of his career. I think it was. The most yards he's thrown for and the most completions or attempts, something along those lines. Um, it was it was one of Garoppolo's best games of his career, and it was very impressive. I'm trying to just check my notes, make sure there's nothing else that I should be uh, that I should be covering here for you guys. I know this is supposed to be a shorter pod, just picking up for uh, for Kevin, who, like I said, is off uh, taking care of Blue Wire Network business. That guy is has built this thing from the ground up and he's only getting busier and we're, the blue wire is starting to hire full-time employees this, this thing's popping off so you know give give kevin a break for the fact that he's busy uh, i'm just kind of coming through here making sure there's nothing else i'm even i'm re refreshing my twitter feed as i talk just to make sure that i am not missing any george kittle news um okay here we go in Rappaport. 49ers tight end George Kittle, who went down on Thursday night. Knee is good, source said. Sounds like the MRI confirmed the minor ailment Coach Kyle Shen had hoped for. So, George Kittle's good. I'm glad I checked that right before I was going to sign off with you guys. Because Kittle's good. Uh, it sounds, Kyle Shanahan said he hopes to have him for practice next week. I'm assuming he's going to get quite a few days off. He'll probably be limited in practice. There's no reason for the 49ers to feel like they need to practice George Kittle. But I feel like that with that news, they can feel like they're going to have Kittle for their Monday night matchup against the Seahawks, which is a huge deal. Okay, so that is very, very good news for the 49ers. Let me make sure I retweet that. Uh, if you don't follow me on Twitter, um, please do. You can find me at Rob underscore Louder. Uh, that's L-O-W-D-E-R. Um, jump on board. You know, I'm usually pretty active on Twitter, I like, especially on game days. I like to pop off, you know, offer my... Probably horrible opinion on many of great things, um, but follow me there. And I think that wraps up. I think that might wrap us up for a quick little recap on yesterday's game. I'm going to be coming on. I probably next week. Now that I'm I'm here with you guys, now I'll probably be coming on next week with my co-host Eric Crocker, who I know is going to have so much to say about this game. I'm excited to jump on there. Even if I've offered some thoughts here, I'm going to come up with more thoughts. Um, Crocker's going to have his thoughts. You know him. He's always pumped up to get on here and, and talk about it, especially considering he is one of Jimmy Garoppolo's biggest advocates. So for Jimmy to go out there and have that game, Crocker's going to be fired up. Um, I'm going to come at you with new thoughts. What We'll probably mix it up, maybe do some winners and losers and or now that we're halfway through the season, we'll recap the 49ers roster. The possibilities are endless. I don't know. We'll see. But I know that I will be coming at you again 
next week uh, to probably touch on uh, the 49ers' victory over the Cardinals, like I said, and then start previewing that Monday night matchup against the Seahawks, which is going to be huge. Um, probably the 49ers' biggest game of the year so far. So I think that wraps it up for me. And this is weird for me because if you guys listen to me and Croc, you know we usually go for a solid hour. It's tough for us to keep it under, keep it under an hour. So for me to be sitting here at about 26, 27 minutes uh, is rare. But I know that uh, Kevin wanted it, just kind of a quick hit. A recap the 49ers win over the Cardinals. They're 8-0. Things are still looking up um, despite losing Quan Alexander, despite Kittle's injury, and despite just showing a little bit of a, a chink in the armor against the Cardinals. But still a lot to be positive out about your team is 8-0. It, you know, it's the 49ers could go 500 for the rest of the season. Go 4-4, four and four, and they're still finishing the season 12-4, and four, which is an outstanding season. So knock on wood, that's by no means what I'm suggesting. I'm just saying the 49ers are in a great place. You should be excited. Um, they're one of only two undefeated teams in the NFL along with the Patriots. So no one really expected this going into the season, or at least most people didn't. So it's just been awesome to witness how Kyle Shanahan's team has come together and how good they can be despite the injuries. One thing I did not touch on, I'm going to hit on it right now, because it's just ending with a little bit more positivity. The 49ers are expected to get back four starters next week. Can't believe I almost missed this. Joe Staley, starting left tackle. Eldest veteran of the team is expected back next week. Mike McGlinchey, starting right tackle, is expected back next week. Fullback Kyle Juszczyk, starter, expected back next week. Akella Witherspoon, cornerback, starter, expected back next week. So, despite losing Quan Alexander, and like I said, that loss can't be understated, the 49ers are going to get a ton of starters back next week. I'm not sure if every single one of them is going to play against the Seahawks, but all four of them are supposed to start returning to practice on a, on a consistent basis. So that's huge for the 49ers. Um, so, wrapping it up with some positive news for you guys. As always... I appreciate you guys tuning in. It's awesome to be able to jump on here and know that so many of you are jumping on to listening. And I appreciate you guys being here with me. Uh, I, again, I plan on, it, it may be sooner, but I plan on jumping on the pod next week with my co-host, Eric Crocker. And we're going to break all this down again in a lot more detail. We'll, we'll do a mid-season review and we'll get after it. It'll be fun. You know how, you guys know how Crocker is. So I appreciate you guys. I'm going to tune off, close out, whatever I'm trying to say right now. Thank you for listening to Striking Gold on the Blue Wire Network. This is Rob Lauder, signing off. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash blue wire. 
No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.